it's basically the type of sell you give to people who say they have a Airbnb and you say, well, you're in your house anyway. You can just like um, rent out this room. Yeah, it's like upselling opportunity that is basically no no brainer for them. Hello and welcome to Represented by Secret Leaders Podcast. If this is your first time listening, then let me give you a quick lowdown. Now we're here to give more representation to black founders creating scalable businesses as currently just 0.5% of all funding goes to black funded businesses in Europe. Throughout this series, you'll hear one pitch per week and get the inside track on how investors grill entrepreneurs on their business, how they respond, and whether they want to proceed and consider investing. Now, it's not Dragon's Den because no one's here to screw them with 25k for 90% of their business. And so these decisions do take a little longer. So we're going to track the progress being made behind the scenes by the founders that come on the show and give you an update as soon as they do get funding. And we've already got some good conversations moving, I'm delighted to say. Now, if you're an entrepreneur looking to apply or you're an investor looking to consider investing in underrepresented founders, please just sign up at secretleaders.com forward slash represented. On to today's show, where we have investors Andy Davis, Timothy Armu, and Yvonne Bajela. Andy is the founder of 10 by 10, the UK's largest angel network investing in black founders. Yvonne is from Impact X Capital, which is a VC firm that specifically focuses on underrepresented founders. And Tim is the founder of Gen Z focused agency Fanbytes, who angel invests, you know, just for the fun of it. Now, pitching their startup, AppTap, is Nadal, whose co-founders Issa Ibrahim and Will Billingsley have created a highly impressive business around making bill management easy. And although early stage, as you'll hear in their pitch, they're already off to a flying start, which has the investors especially intrigued about what's to come. So if you're ready to hear how to nail a pitch and execute traction, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Dan Murray-Serta, and this is Nadal pitching AppTap. Over to you, mate. Hello, once again. My name is Nadal. I'm one of the three co-founders of AppTap. Uh, we started this about three years ago, and the mission of our company is to build a simple bill management tool that we can plug in directly into any existing banking app. As a long-term vision of our company, what we're looking to build is what we call an app for subscriptions. So we're trying to do something similar to what Open Banking has done for the banking providers, and we're trying to implement that for the service providers and create uh, simple APIs that can be plugged in directly into any existing banking app, fintech, or challenger, and we can allow people to manage their bills in a very simple uh, and very friendly user experience way. Uh, in terms of the problems for users, banks, and, and the service providers, it's quite simple. For users, it's very difficult to find a service that you want to switch to. Comparison takes a lot of time. And once you made a decision that you actually want to switch, it takes you another hour to actually perform that action. Uh, so most people don't bother to do so. Uh, for banks, uh, they're facing a lot of compar- uh, competition from the likes of challenges, and then also not maximizing the revenue that can be making from the existing banking users. For the suppliers, they don't have the data to get insights in order to understand what products are best served to the customers. So that is valuable information that they're missing in terms of understanding what users actually use. Uh, we're at Apta trying to add value at every point in the chain for the users, banks, and the suppliers. Here's the product or demo of our web app that we actually just launched with partnership with TSB for the next three months. We're 
piloting uh, as of yesterday, so I can go into more details of that as the Q&A starts. But in general, it's white label API. We have built a categorization system that can find your recurring payments, so your bills and subscriptions can be displayed on the dashboard with the automatic comparison of your bills, and we can find better deals for you in the market. And then we allow you to switch instantly all within the banking app, so you will never have to be redirected to a different website. In terms of the business model, it's very simple, and we're actually starting to implement that during the pilot. It's software licensing fee, depending on the volume of the customers. And number two, it's the commission uh, that we get split with the bank. Once again, the pilot started with TSB as of yesterday, and we started implementing that already. We have certain KPIs, they're paying for software, and we negotiated the 50-50 split. In terms of the attractions, the biggest one now is the TSV. We can happily announce that. We have built a web app. We raised 300,000 pounds last year with three angel investors, and we also submitted an Innovate UK grant for 1.3 million. In terms of the six months and 24 months timelines, we have multiple integrations, growing the team, and for the main purpose of the funding, we're looking to raise 400,000 pounds. We have lead investors from the previous round, and happy to go through into more details about the team and what we're looking to do. Um, in terms of the founders, we're uh, all Imperial graduates, managed to get more technical expertise from the likes of technical uh, head developer, full stack developers, and the data scientists. And we have more advisors who are helping us along the way in the journey. So happy to answer any questions. And um, yeah, thank you for listening. Very smooth. Nice. Nicely done in the time. Right. Um, lots of questions, I think, are coming up. So as has become tradition, ladies first, Yvonne with a question. Over to you. Thank you, Nadal, for that pitch. Um, my question is around the user experience. So mm -hmm. at the moment, when I'm you know, looking to compare a service provider, mm -hmm. it's still quite a lengthy process with the yeah. comparison website. So I go onto the comparison website's website, and mm -hmm. then I'm directed to the, their um, service provider's websites. And that could take quite a long time. And oftentimes, people skip off the process. So my right. question is, tell me a bit about your user experience. And are you making the process easier by integrating with the banks? And if so, could you explain how? Yeah, so there's three core uh, USPs that we give to the, to the customer. One, we give the, the awareness piece. So I mentioned the algorithm that we have built that detects the subscriptions. So that is a product of itself for the banks to be able to identify your standing orders, your subscriptions, your bills, uh, maybe direct debits that you have signed up for and even your free trials that you had just uh, registered for. So that's the first piece. So we allow the customers to see all of the payments on a recurring basis in one simple app. And we can use open banking APIs and we can connect multiple bank accounts all in one place. So that's the first piece. The second part is we can understand how much you're spending roughly uh, on your bills compared to everything else. But on top of that, we're building additional API that allows customers to log in into their service providers so we can retrieve your uh, usage information. So how many kilowatts of energy, gigabytes of internet, or minutes called you made from a particular service. From that, we can find a better deal that is suited not just based on your price, but also on the usage. So based on those two metrics, we can profile the customer and say, here's the best deal for you. And then the switching with generalized, and it takes five clicks for you to switch at the moment uh, to any service provider. But with the new implementation of the login, we can do it in three clicks. The vision is to get to one click, so something similar to Amazon, where you can do with one click switch or cancel or sign up to any service providers. So the user journey is much smoother, it's much simpler. So uh, we're actually working with Energy Links who power GoCompare and USwitch, um, and they're 
journey is at the moment is minimum 18 steps and it goes up to 30. Whereas ours, you know, we narrowed down to five and actually we're going down to three now. Okay. So two things. So visibility of, you know, the existing services that um, individuals are subscribed to, um, which enables you to offer cheap alternatives where possible. And then the fact that, you know, it's a more efficient process. So tell me a bit more about the, um, the pipeline. It's great that you've got TSB as, as a pilot customer, but, you know, where do you go from there? Um, so the initial pilot, just to kind of give you more details on Tim, this is three months pilot started yesterday. Uh, they're paying us 50,000 pounds for a licensing fee and we are doing a 50-50 revenue share on everything that we switch uh, from energy and broadband together. Uh, so that's our first pilot with a commercial client, uh, but obviously we're looking to integrate with more clients along the line. So uh, in the six months, so towards the end of the year, we actually have a challenger bank that we started the due diligence process and we're looking to start that in September. So looking to integrate in September and launch with them in October. We have another high street bank, uh, actually one of the CMI9s asking us to offer them business energy switching. So it's very similar to what we have done to the consumers. We spoke to energy links then they said, listen, the APIs are basically the same. You will just have to build a slightly different profile for the customers to switch. But in terms of technology it's exactly the same. And obviously then we have the other banks that we're looking to do an integration in early 2021. So that's kind of the 24 month uh, timeline that we have. And, the, and on top of that, we had one of the high street banks in Spain and France asking for a series A potential um, investment so that they can bring up into one of those countries. So we also kind of have to pick and choose which direction we want to go to. And what's, what's your current focus? So you're looking at the energy sector. Uh, energy is just the base uh, kind of proof point because everyone has or switches energy. Nobody really cares who is your energy provider uh, as long as it works and it's reliable and you can save money on. Uh, we built energy and broadband as if uh, this year and last year already. And this summer we're starting with mobile phone APIs and then we're going to move into digital, digital subscriptions and then insurance products towards the end of this year because that's what we know that banks want. Insurance products is a, is a huge industry for them. If you want to invest in an exciting business impacting the black community, but you're not really a proper investor, then you should check out founder Kike Onowinde's excellent BYP network. Now that stands for Black Young Professionals, and it's a platform that connects black professionals with each other and corporations. They're crowdfunding and just hit £500,000 in five days of their equity crowdfund, so they're now overfunding it to get to £1 million. I've personally invested, and obviously think they're great. You can find out more at www.cedars.com forward slash BYP network to find out more. Right, Tencent. for investors is next. Let's have Andy. Yeah, thanks, Andal. Can you talk to us a bit about the TSB trial and the pilot, sorry? What exactly do TSB want to see from this pilot to make it successful? What are they looking for? So we have outline yeah. KPIs, active users, switching numbers, revenue generation ratings. I'm not going to go into details of the numbers that we're going to aim. That's but yeah. one, they want to see that you know, a lot more consumers are going and trying to even compare the deal. So they said, how many people are actually going and clicking on comparison the deal uh, in the first place? And then how can we switch the, this, uh, those uh, customers and how can we do it more efficiently so we hypothesized and said listen because our user journey is so much smoother we will be able to convert higher numbers than even the use which is a gone compares 
Um, that will take a bit of product iteration. So we have three months to A-B test the different versions of the app. But at the end of the day, they're also looking for the revenue generation. So um, there's a certain amount of money we'll generate them from energy. So on average, it's about 35 pounds. And for broadband, it goes up to sort of 45, sometimes 75 pounds, depending on what sort of add-ons and what length of the contract the customer will sign up to. So they want to see the hard numbers in terms of the switching and revenue generation, but they're also looking for uh, qualitative numbers like ratings and MPS scores. Uh, um, Those are the key metrics. And based on that, uh, they will do a review at end of uh, September. So beginning of October, we'll start doing review process. And uh, yeah. that which will decide if we're going to do or when we're going to do an integration with a full native iOS and Android app. And in UK, they currently have 5.5 million customers. Uh, so that's going to be a huge thing for us. Sure. So um, last question on this. How, how, how much of this is in your hands? So they've, on their end, they've got to distribute or roll out your web app to X number of customers for you to, for you to definitely, for you to stand a chance or... You'd be in position to be able to hit the hit the KPIs, correct? Correct. Yeah. Um, how, how much of that process is in your hand? Do you somewhat control the the pilot size? Have you set have you who set expectations when it comes to conversion or from from viewing deals to converting? Who set the expectation and how much of that can you control? Yeah, uh, great question. Uh, we spent about a month probably actually discussing that element alone. The top numbers were coming up from like kind of executives, uh, the C levels on terms of the number of revenue that they want to be generating. So then you go backwards saying, okay, if we want to be generating this many uh, thousands of pounds a month, how many then switches do we need? And therefore, how many people do we need to reach? Because we understand it's a funnel process. Yeah, it's a funnel. Exactly. So at the moment, it's 8,000 uh, uh, 8, slash 8,500 of the internal employees who get access to that. So they actually had the first email sent to the first 50 employees today. And we're going to do it in, in kind of... Uh, staging process. So we're not going to just email everyone at once. We want to first test the messaging of the first email for the first 50 customers this uh, today. And then each day we'll be adding more people and seeing how they uh, clicking, how many people are actually converting, how many people are actually signing up. Because one of the uh, challenges with the POC is with our web app that is, is here, we're still uh, using our own web app that is designed as TSB. So we're using TrueLayer uh, in order yeah. to connect into open banking. So that's one of the friction points that we need to overcome that we will not have in the actual iOS and Android integration. Because at the moment, you still have to connect your bank account, and then from that, you'll have to do the switch. So we explained that to the bank and said, listen, the conversion rate might be a bit lower uh, in terms of the switching just based on that, but you have to understand that's a final process. So if we start with 8,000 and we have 1,000 people uh, signed up, from that 1,000, we will be aiming to have a certain number of people switching to energy or broadband. This is cool. I like it. A couple of questions for me, primarily on the sales and marketing front. Mm-hmm. So presumably, this is very much a direct sales, bank to bank to bank, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so a couple of questions. So um, to get on TSB, how long was that particular sales cycle? And I also noticed that you mentioned um, that you were talking with a couple of challenger banks. That piqued my interest because I was like, well, actually, if you think about this, this is the type of thing which is can be a massive differentiator if it's roped in with a Monzo, an N26, uh, you know, all the things that are coming out now. 
So do you see the beachhead for the next, say, mm-hmm. six to 12 months? Do you see that as the high street bank? So do you see it as the challenger bank? So those mm-hmm. are two questions. Um, firstly, how long was this whole sales cycle between yep. you guys and TSV? And what was the kind of the driver behind whether it was um, fast or slow? And then the other mm-hmm. one is, is this more of like a challenger bank play? Is it more of a high street play in the first um, beachhead that you go after? Great, great question. So TSB, first we met them uh, roughly 11 months ago, so almost a year ago. We were part of another program called Business Growth. And that's when we first actually encountered TSB. So we were supposed to start doing a pilot with them uh, back in November, it's like so early, early, early days. They just was wanted to test the waters and see what can we do. Uh, in November, we started proper conversations about the pilot last year, and actually we were supposed to launch with them in April. We were also part of FinTech Innovation Lab, which helped us a lot to get access to other banks and digital uh, fintechs, uh, as well as some of the challenges actually. Uh, and that's when we counted TSB again, and we said, okay, listen, the April seems a good timeline for us. And then obviously in March, as, as you all know, the COVID kind of hit and then timelines have shifted again. They postponed the pilot for August, but because our value proposition for the customers, we allow them to switch and save them money quite fast and easy. You know, within a couple of minutes, you can switch to an energy provider and save literally 250 pounds. It's something that they were very drawn to. They said, one, we need it for our employees. Two, we need it for our customers. So can we actually bring the pilot forward? And another thing that played into our advantage is the fact that interest rates were at all-time lowest and still are. Banks need to generate revenue that is not linked to that. And for us generating affiliate revenue, they said, listen, we need to test this and we need to see how can we roll it out to 5 billion customers within the next 12 months. So the whole journey with them would say, I would say it took nine months to get to this point where we actually launched. So the sell to the bank, that's that's... Super interesting. So the sell to the bank is basically here is a different revenue stream which you hadn't considered. Yeah. Um, and you're sitting on basically. You have the data. Yeah, you, have, yeah. you have a user base. You're not maximizing because you don't have the technology because it will take you too much to build and too long to implement. It's basically the type of sell you give to people who say they have a Airbnb and you say, well, you're in your house anyway. You can just like... Um, rent out this room type thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like upselling opportunity that is basically no no brainer for them. Uh, it's one is they benefiting the customers by showing that they're innovative and they're doing something for them and re-engaging them back to their digital app. Uh, and two, it helps the bottom line. They just generate, you know, millions of pounds by just switching or having a switching capability at least. Um, in terms of the whether it's a challenger or high street play, it's actually for us it's both. Uh, we want to be able to have an opportunity to innovate with the likes of challenges and show that we can be as fast and you know agile as they are. But at the same time, we want to show that our technology works with incumbent banks as well because they're the ones who have, at the moment, still the leverage in terms of the user numbers and trust. They don't necessarily have the user experience, but that's when we come in. Uh, and in the long term, like uh, to be honest, we see it as every app or every banking app will have that functionality in the, within the next sort of maybe three to five years. And, and within the next 24 months, the key differentiators will be who, who will have those capabilities. So they will have the USP and maybe exclusivity for sort of 12 months. But we see that as a natural progression, every you know, digital bank uh, will have that at some point. Whether they will build it themselves or integrate with the likes of us, that's for us to find out. I know you mentioned about 
this Spanish company, mm -hmm. Spanish bank who were interested in best. Isn't there a bit of a conflict if, so I can imagine this type of thing, the type of exit would be to potentially a bank who won this all for themselves. Really your thing is, there are 50, I don't know how many banks there are in the country, but let's say there are like 50 banks in the country and you pretty much have to get as many of them in there. What happens yeah. if, you know, one of them says, okay, here's a whatever, Series A, we'll take the whole of it. What yeah, happens? no, it's, it's a very, very valid point. And actually one of our competitors actually faced that recently. Uh, it's basically being being tied to exclusivity is basically what you're saying. It, it shuts down the doors to all of the other opportunities, but if they premium, maybe paying premium, maybe it's worth considering. Uh, for us, for the next 24 months, at least, we will stay away from that. We don't want to get into exclusivity with any bank. We might give them a time exclusivity, but we don't want to be shutting, shutting those on any other banks. One of our biggest competitors, a company called Utility, uh, just before COVID-19, they actually raised 4.5 million from Barclays Ventures. And obviously, Barclays is going to be implementing energy switching pretty soon. And we heard internally that now they're not allowed to do any business from anyone else. Like Barclays will shut down all of the doors and, you know, soon we'll just acquire the whole company and transition them into Barclays employees. Uh, we're trying to avoid that as much as possible. The TSB deal is going to be a big one for us after the pilot. But like, uh, like we said, we do have a few other uh, interested parties who want to do integrations, not just here in UK, but also in Europe. So... If we have to take a hit on the price or a certain client, we will probably take that and do that. But we do want to maximize the opportunity we can have. And in the future, exit opportunity is, like you mentioned, bank or one of those giant comparisons. So the likes of you switch, you go and compress. They're already kind of knocking on the doors. Black Box is a beauty subscription box for black women in Europe, providing personalized pampering and self-care. They help black women discover amazing products from outstanding black-owned brands every other month. Their mission is to make every black woman feel cared for by making it easy to pamper themselves with natural, organic products tailored to their needs during their well-deserved me time. You can check them out at blackbox.co, but that is B-L-A-C-B-O-X.co, so no K. So just get it right, tell your friends, and leave a review. Now back to the show. Okay, judges, what do we think? We'll start with Yvonne. Yeah, so I personally really like it. I think that at the moment, there's a lot of friction within the switching process for utilities, uh, mobile phones, um, pretty much a wide range of services. And for banks, I think it's, it's pretty much a no-brainer, particularly for the incumbents, um, since they're leaving money on the table um, by not offering a service like this as they have access to the data. I think that for challenger banks, I do see a, a little bit of a defensibility issue. Um, but no, I think it's really interesting. I think the sales cycle for incumbent banks is, is long, but that's as expected with banks. So I think they've done pretty well to get through the door with TSB. I would like to have another conversation with them. Great, Tim. So I really like this company. I have previously invested in quite a lot of, I've, I've pre-invested in three affiliate models, like businesses where they're sharing revenue. And I know how that scales very, very well. Um, so I think it's great. My red flags, I was just writing them down. My red flags are that the sales cycle is incredibly long. That's why I was asking about whether potentially the 
challenger banks angle could be easier because I presume it's much easier to get in with the head of product at Monzo than the head of product at Barclays or something, right? So that would be my reservation. And I'd and I'd love to actually see or well use the product itself to actually see how frictionless it it be. But um if I can kind of get some clarity and maybe get a bit more comfortable with the sales cycle being that long, I personally would be absolutely down to invest like easily. Great. And Andy? Like it a lot. Interested in seeing how the pilot goes. I think three months will fly. I think they've got a good plan in place when it comes to cohort rollout. Like it, just want to see what it's like post pilot, but 100% happy to take a look, potentially invest, and um, put it in front of other people as well. Okay, Nadal, welcome back. Hello again. Yeah, was it comfortable in there? All good? That's right. Great. Uh, first question, really, from me, uh, just for clarity. Uh, can you remind me what you're raising uh, and the valuation and how much of the round is currently committed and uh, how far or fast you are through that process as well, please? Yeah, so we actually have two scenarios. So actually, we're raising uh, 400K uh, for the next 12 months to get to the Series A. Uh, so we're wary of raising too much right now because we, on the back of the pilot, we will have a lot of the data and metrics that the VCs are kind of asking for. Uh, that we are looking to engage with uh, again within the next six months. So looking to raise 400K, we have lead investors from the previous round uh, committing to it already. We have a syndicate with the term sheets for around the 70K. Uh, so we're roughly looking for another 250 to, to commit the round. But uh, I don't know if you saw it on the slide, I briefly mentioned we submitted an Innovate UK grant with money, advice and education for 1.3 million. So if we do get that or when we get that in the, at the end of this month, one, it will raise our valuation by a million. Two, it will also allow us to only raise 250K uh, that will last us still another 12 months. So yeah, that's what's the latest in terms of the funding. So we might squeeze in another angel for the 250 if we do get the Innovate UK. If not, we're looking to fill up the rest of the rounds with either smaller VCs uh, or angels. Okay, makes a lot of sense. Right, which one of our investors wants to go first on the feedback? Let's start with Tim. I am definitely interested and I would, yeah, I'd very much like to know more. I was just saying earlier that I've personally invested in a number of affiliate business models and I'm a big fan of it. And um, as long as, yeah, the TSB thing goes well and from a, and we can figure out the, like the sales approach, right? So after TSB, who's next, who's next, who's next? Um, yeah, I am definitely in and I can, I'm more than happy also to introduce you to a couple of my investors who I think love the whole fintech space as well. But I personally would be um, down to join given the TSB pilot goes well. Great. Yvonne, how about you join us next? Yeah, so thank you very much, Nadal. I'm personally very interested. I think that, you know, I'd love to see how the pilot goes with uh, TSB. And, you know, there are a few fintech investors I can introduce you to and uh, one major incumbent bank as well. Awesome. Happy to hear that. And that leaves one left. Andy. Uh, thanks for the pitch. It was great. Um, what's your comment, Runway? So we just managed to actually unlock a, um, a milestone from the investor. Uh, and we also got paid from TSB, 50K. Uh, it's coming through. Uh, so about six months. Six months. Okay, sure. And the pilot is three months. So I'd love to see how the pilot goes. I'm, 
I'm interested. I'm interested in um, getting this in front of the right people as well, um, the right investors who can help this thing grow. The sales cycle and stuff. I'm interested. I'm probably a little bit less concerned per se about it, but interestness, interested in being involved. I'm rooting for you to get through this pilot super successfully and pick up a conversation in a month and a half, a month and a half to two months when there's some um, when there's at least two two months of cohort data and then we can actually see where things are. One hundred percent. Exactly. I mean, that's what we're looking to do. Uh, we're looking to close around around September time. So one, we have the metrics that everyone needs yeah. at once. Uh, two, you know, it will also validate our product and product market fit. So yeah. uh, time-wise, it, it, it should time really well in September. Perfect. Thanks. Okay, Nadal, how do you think it went? I think it's great. How do you think it went? We've done a few of these already as part of WeWork and Fintech Innovation Lab. Uh, I think this is the new way of kind of going through about it. Uh, I think the format is, is clean, three minutes, good, and more on the q and I, I prefer that, to be honest, you know, just briefly giving the, the foundations of what we're doing, excite them, and then get into Q&A and get the, you know, Dragon's Den style, get them to ask questions. So I, I do like that. My only question is, what are the next steps, how to follow up? I'm happy to share everyone uh, the deck that, that I was presenting. And also I would love to add uh, all of the guys who said yes onto the uh, investor mailing list so that they can see and get regular updates on what we're progressing and when we're looking to close. Yep, well, I can categorically tell you that we've got three yeses, uh, three hard yeses in terms of wanting to follow up sincerely. So after this, we're going to connect you directly with the investors and you can do that. And then we'll track your progress throughout the series. So hopefully in a later episode, we get to update uh, listeners on where you're at if you made your funding target and uh, if the investors came in after all so that'd be brilliant awesome great pitch man thank you very much for your time it was good fun cheers that's it for today's episode if you're an investor interested to learn more about the great applications we're getting from black founded companies and want access to their funding decks and even introductions or you're an entrepreneur looking to apply to be on the show to be considered by our investment committee either way please go to secretleaders.com forward slash represented and follow the links there Big thanks to our producer, Rich Martel, editor Harry Morton of Lower Street Media, and illustrator Christina Katz for helping put this show together. We'll see you on the next episode, and remember to help us spread the word and make sure we get more black founders represented. See you next week.